book design in Leipzig was so old-fashioned. They had good times in doing books and all this knowledge of books, which, which was already in this institution. But at, at that point, I thought they had no clue to connect to contemporary book art, to the future of book art. So, and, and then I start really thinking what could be, be the next, but in the context of this tradition here. That's Marcus Dresen talking about the genesis of Spectre Books, the Leipzig-based publishing house he co-founded. For this, the last part of Fanfara Tetetet's special series in Leipzig, we spoke to Marcus about It's a Book, the book fair he initiated. But before that, we spoke to Albrecht Gerbel, who was one of the organisers of this year's edition of the fair. We spoke to both of them at the fair itself, standing inside the Fanfara Inc. display, in which we'd set up a makeshift studio. It was the end of the day, snowy outside, getting dark, the beers were out and everyone was winding down. A few people were sat chatting in a space beneath some nearby stairs, which had been made cosy with a few Fanfara Inc. printed pillows. A couple of others were stood leaning on the display, enjoying a read of the Fanfara Inc. catalogue, and people were passing through throughout the conversation. All this is to say that, from time to time, you may catch a bit of commotion in the background of the following conversation. Here we are talking to Albrecht about our first somewhat chaotic encounter with Marcus at last year's Schumann Graphic Design Biennial, shortly after which we get to talking about It's a Book. Did you tell about the conversation with Spectre Books that we had last year in Schumann? Oh, uh, no, but uh, it was we had, we had, we, we a did, fucking we did, disaster. Like, so we, we, we were like... Yeah, we, so we, we did, we talked to Marcus last yeah. year in Chaumont and uh, after this long, great, interesting conversation, we noticed that we were not recording. Yes, because he told me, yeah, they interviewed me last year, but they didn't publish it. Maybe my English was too bad. Oh. <laughs> we should say that. Yeah, maybe. It, it, no, but we, it, it's just because it didn't, yeah, it, it didn't record properly, yeah. even the second time. But maybe, uh, is it recording now? It is recording, It is yeah. recording now. So we now. can cut to so the chase. So maybe we can, yeah. Well, I mean, I, it'd be quite nice to know a little bit about it's a book, mm-hmm. its history, how long you've been involved yeah. and stuff. So um, for, for the first three years, Marcus can tell you a little bit more because it was um, originally initiated by, by Spectre Books mm-hmm. and it took, took place, it, uh, the name was, it's a book, it's a place, it's a, uh, it's a stage, it's a public place. And... But, I rem- but that comes from something else, right? It's exactly. from yeah, because the history. The first three years, the fair took place in, in the theater, in, yes. the, in the city theater of Leipzig. And yeah, it, it was also much more smaller. And one nice um, story is that the symposium, so they also have this symposium. And the first three years symposium just took place at the stairs of the, of the theater. So really Im- Im- impro- uh, improvised, improvise. yeah. and yeah, then um, um, Spectre books, you know, getting bigger and bigger, I think, and they could uh, couldn't ma- um, organize the whole fair. When was this actually? It was 2014 when they 14? yeah when they oh, yeah. yeah and since this year that was the first time I visited it's a book. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. So. We was in, in, in the decision, or we need to take the decision f- uh, for a new place, and yeah, we decided as for the HGB. This year, I, I make my diploma, so I was involved, but only in the in the graphic design. Mm-hmm. So the first poster, these black with the arrows, with the white arrows, yeah. uh, I made a parallel to my diploma, yeah. and 
we didn't need to make a symposium because we have an, um, yeah, a, a win with um, with, um, with with Swiss with the Swiss uh, Swiss government or something like this, and they had a fixed symposium, um, so we didn't need take care about the symposium. In 2015, it was the first year where we also um, um, concepting the symposium. And it was a lot about um, yeah why we why you should publish right uh, 2015 and how yeah. Amazon changed the market for for independent publishing and, yeah. and what they do and so you change the, the topic every year exactly yeah and, and with the topic we changed the title yeah. so in the first year it was 2014 the title was um, it's a book it's a different it's a trace it's a different place. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> And so the name of the actual thing, it, it, it kind of, it, it has a framework, but it, it kind of shifts it, it plays with it every exactly. year. Exactly, okay. it, it shifts every year a little bit. So the only thing which is uh, continuous is uh, the title, it's a book. And then the title has something to do with the symposium. For example, um, what I said in 2015, we talked a lot about um, independent publishing and for example, we have the um, chief of the publishing house, Keep Mohör Witch, which is uh, one of the last big um, mainstream publishers in Germany. And there the title was, it's a book, it's a crowd, it's an open cloud. about the, the focus this year? Mm-hmm, sure. Um, so this year, um, the, the title of the show is It's a book, it's the old to protest, it's a new to request, and um, the uh, overall topic, it's manifestos. So, and this for sure has something to do with printing because the most modernistic um, manifestos were print, and you know, were, were written by one person or a group of person and then sent out into the society. And obviously this changed a little bit with, with the shift of the medium, also the, the, the meaning of manifestos um, shift a lot. And um, what I can say shortly that we have this year um, invited, for example, um, Offshore Studio from Zurich um, and they they talked about also a little bit if you need a manifesto for a working base for your graphic design studio. Mm -hmm. And they say, no, we can't describe these precisely, um, precisely descriptive manifesto. So their lecture, they um, show more videos and, and build a, a structure of feelings, um, what, what they called um, kitchen table, structure of feelings, and what they called also kitchen table discussions. So this is something which is maybe something like an anti-manifesto because it's not that you have this one piece of paper and this is it, but it's more like changing every, with every step you do in the next direction and it's finding itself, yeah. Never quite defined, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. For example, we have um, in the last uh, lecture right now um, the question from, from, from a um, guy from the audience yeah, where's the beginning and the, and the end of a manifesto? 
So he, he asked about linearity in, in the manifesto and um, yeah, what I said is that there is no beginning or no end because the end is the beginning and it's never ending. It's first and first and maybe this is a, the good thing or, or why we can talk about manifesto because it's not a closed thing. It's something dynamic and organic. It's quite a, a challenge to utopian thinking, isn't it? Yeah. To sort of say, you know, actually there isn't this like perfect, yeah, exactly. bound up idea of how the world yeah. should be, but there's many ideas, right? Yeah. It's quite inclusive as well, I guess. And this year we have almost 80 um, applications. And there was from around the whole world. So, for example, we have um, um, one guy from Yale. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, one, one girl from, from Egypt. Mm. And... Yeah, and I think which is which is also interesting to say that we are talking about books here, yeah, mm. and a book is not a medium which is uh, comparable with um, the 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 audience which you can reach on the internet. But on the other hand, I think the it's a book will never be like this or what what it is today without the the communication channels of, um, from the 21st century. So I think there we have uh, integration between new and old media, which is yeah. good for both. Yeah, no, definitely, and it's quite an interesting thing. We also spoke about it, Charlie and I, that I think that, um, I mean, oh well, while there will always be people liking to speculate about the death of a media, mm -hmm. publications, books, yeah. newspapers, whatever, being yeah. different at different moments, then on the other hand, you also see... Um, more and more like people attending book fairs and a lot of books being sold and actually also the book maybe being gaining new values or yeah. new things that it's being appreciated yeah. for. And I think that the, the medium book changes with the new media. I think this is obviously. But I'm, I'm, I'm sick of this discussion um, that the old, uh, the new media uh, took place for the old media, I think we need to integrate and not to separate. Which I think is automatically happening and uh, I mean a new medium will always grow out of, mm -hmm. of uh, tendencies and things from yeah. older mediums. I think you can look back 100 years ago where the, the photography rise up and all people say okay painting is over right now. It's funny to, to see it from yeah. a perspective from yeah. today. Unfortunately, we had to cut out some of our conversation with Albrecht due to some disruption from a nearby mobile signal. But a lot of what he said was picked up in the following conversation with Markus from Spectre Books. As mentioned in our conversation with Albrecht, we spoke to Markus last year at Showmont Graphic Design Biennial. But the conversation never ended up being published, since, after getting 10 minutes into the conversation, we realised we hadn't pressed record. It seems Magus wasn't too bothered by our ineptitude and agreed to see us again. Later in the conversation, we talk about the early days of Spectre Books, but first we discuss the genesis of It's a Book in more detail, and then move on to pick up the discussion of the manifesto. It is nine years ago. Yeah. It was nine years ago. and. Yeah. It's, uh, it was more a decision on an, an engagement of my colleagues Jan Wenzel yeah. and Anne König. And they know uh, personally, uh, yeah, I only know the German word Dramaturg from a 
from the artistic advisor yeah. maybe yeah. at a at a theater yeah. and uh, at the um, municipal theater in Leipzig. Uh, they, they, they were asked to uh, to make uh, if, if if they can propose a format during the Leipzig book fair, and they came up in that time. Off, off print was starting and at Wheels uh, the, uh, everywhere yeah. uh, independent publishing fairs was, were, were starting and uh, Spectre was invited and they thought it was it could be nice to invite all these people yeah. to Leipzig at, yeah. uh, because they would never go to uh, the official Leipzig book fair because yeah. that's much too small for this kind of event. They uh, came up uh, with the idea uh, um, having a one-day book fair in the theater, in the, in the entrance hall, and this was the starting point with, I think, maybe 20 small, uh, small publishing houses, yeah. uh, most of them from Berlin, and yeah. some from Leipzig, some from Frankfurt, and, and, but, and then they, they just start, and uh, this was from the beginning on, it was accompanied by lecture series, yeah. talks with with designers about formal problems, about managing, um, um, yeah, a, a book production, about uh, or handling a book production, uh, about finance, uh, yeah. uh, economic and things. And then, when after four years, uh, the director of the of the theater changes and we thought it's a good time to to leave this collaboration and also Jan Anne said oh we did it four times it's really because we're also growing respect books and then we also have a official stand on the a booth on the on the uh, official book fair mm -hmm. so we thought yeah maybe we have to reorganize this whole format and yeah. then I had that I came up with the idea to organize uh, it's a book at the school with students from from the HGB because I'm yeah. employed here yeah and yeah. that was in 2014 yeah could be yeah yeah, yeah. and then since then I, I think uh, in the first year uh, Albrecht w came up very late but with a very good poster design and he helped up the, and, and also I was really lucky because I was in good relation with Anisha from the most beautiful Swiss books, yeah. Anisha, Im, Anisha Imashi. Yeah. And uh, she came up that, oh, Switzerland is guest land on, on uh, Leipzig Book Fair. Yeah. And, and we, had a, we have planned a full program, a full event yeah. with... Uh, with uh, Swiss, Swiss graphic designers, mm -hmm. but we really not know where to go. And I said, yeah, we invite you to yeah. our... And that is the first time I went to It's a Book, actually. I remember going yeah. to some really, really interesting lectures. Uh, and this was such a lucky coincidence yeah. because we do not have the, the budget to have such no. a good conference. No. And uh, they said, yeah, it's, everything is paid. We just have to give the the place, yeah. and this was a, a fulminant start, really. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to kick it off. Yeah, and yeah. then say, okay, every year yeah. we try to 
to uh, develop and we try to have new subjects talking to yeah. talk about and we and what, what what we always want to say is that we are not only want to focus on graphic design issues we also want to focus on publishing issues on on uh, society changes yeah. political things but i guess it's also that's also something which is really difficult actually to divide from each other because it's it's uh, it's affecting each other a lot publishing graphic design society other um, parts of development yes i think today in the in the in the presentation of uh, isabel seifert and christoph miller from offshore studio yeah. they put it to the point yeah. that uh, when you t when today you studying graphic design and uh, when you end with a diploma as a graphic designer, it's not really clear what is your practice. So I think the, the practice of a graphic designer is getting much more diverse yeah. and uh, also more interesting maybe. I think it's also for your own developing of your own personality, kind of also a chance uh, not to be put in a in a in a role like in the maybe in the 70s and 80s when the only chance is okay you are good enough to have your own studio have own clients or you end up in an agency and fulfill things uh, it's become quite a expanded uh, purview for like a, the average designer has to kind of reflect on these issues I suppose right yes I mean, culturally, for instance, for instance, in this catalog uh, that I'm standing with here from Fanfara Inc. Tools, actually, like we were noticing ourselves, all of us having graphic design backgrounds, that when organizing it, there's, there's I mean, there's as much organization or awareness of constructing space or um, emailing. Uh, <laughs> as 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 graphic design, I mean, per personally, I've been practicing more funding writing than than producing uh, or designing. Yeah, and, and and so I'm uh, I was born in 1971, and my first practice apprenticeship in an agency was uh, in the end of the 80s. Yeah. And this was an agency with the complete old school structure yeah. of um, people who are working in the client contact uh, and uh, organizing everything. People are doing the production. And graphic designers were only there to producing and fulfilling ideas. And the only communication of the, of the graphic designers was to the people from the own agency who are in the con in contact with the clients yeah. and this was always for for them it was always kind of yeah they wish that they could explain their own their ideas directly to the client because sometimes they have the feeling that in the own agency this 
this uh, people in between are just have more the numbers in their head when they're selling things and not selling the idea, more selling, okay, we can do this, we can do this, we can fulfill this, and we can, of course, we can do this. And this is, uh, f the, the, the education of graphic design is developed so much also in getting independent, liberal, more critical in a way, yeah? Getting more theory, theoretical. experience the development of um, the it's a book fair or like the people for instance the publishers traveling to the it's a book has that changed during the past since 2014 when you started here yes it's 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 it changes uh, in a way that we that we that we from every year to next year we we we, we start to develop It be, I think the, the it's always on the on the steps of the year before us. It's, uh, like you know, you understand that um, when you end up with a question on the last symposium, then you have the new question for the new thing. And uh, yeah, which which links, yeah, and it links a little bit actually with what we were just speaking with Albrecht about in the sense of uh, manifestos being quite in focus in this. Year and he said that there was a guy from the audience who had asked, but when does the manifesto start and when does it end? And then this conclusion of the fact that there is not supposed to be there an so ending. This, so, so this uh, situation here in school, I must say that that uh, we discuss this with the. It's it's an open format and people can take part in this discussion. It's kind of seminar. It's an open seminar, yeah. and uh, it was, of course, every student has not the same opinion, in, in, uh, also about uh, manifestos and when we talk about it, and also yeah, avant-garde, political changes, uh, yeah, standpoints. Of course, it is a kind of very um, sad story in a way uh, that today's manifesto are more. Um, Modest yeah. in a way, or no? I think when you when you when you nowadays find a manifesto, it is more um, a kind of self position of a of an um, independent worker in creative industry, putting something on the website and saying, ah, this is my manifesto." Um, Positioning himself, being like this or that, and uh, it's more in a kind of yeah. It doesn't sound economic. Like, um, it's not particularly transformative, then you know, nor like kind of aiming towards any kind of collective struggle yeah, or anything like that. It's uh, affirmative in yeah. a way. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, very yeah. It is. It's in disguise of of uh, being kind of somehow radical, but in a way, it's completely service industry like yeah. it's kind of yeah um, uh, yeah I think manifestos are nowadays part of uh, of a smart self yeah 
kind of positioning in a yeah, creative industry. Yeah, get more people get yeah are not employed, are self self employed and kind of yeah think it's kind of smart when when we when we talk about corporate design we we talk about uh, philosophy the philosophy of a company but when you talk about uh, a yeah, mission I'm, statement I'm yeah, <laughs> yeah but, but when you talk about um, yeah i'm 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 a young uh, journalist or i'm a young architect or i'm a young uh, somehow yeah work someone from from this field and said yeah I'm, I'm i'm i want to attract someone i want to be yeah and of course when you have the word young then the other side of this word is yeah i'm i'm be radical i'm being new i'm 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 inventive and uh creative and so on. so this is always the same vocabulary uh, and this is where today the manifesto ends in a way yeah from left wing thinking also a kind of uh, not necessary or somehow useless to talk about manifestos because this kind of having a position is also so much deconstructed that you cannot really say this anymore. I mean, why, do, why do you think that is, basically? I, I think um, most people I knew are not... Um, have not the strength to live a life against such a strong yeah, decision. When you, when you take over really a really strong position politically so in, in society, then also in, in, uh, in, in, in a globalized world with uh, yeah, post-imperialistic, post-colonialistic, um, way of thinking, then it's uh, it's really hard to survive because you have to think about your food, you have to think about trade, you have to think about clothes. What is really possible for a Central European to wear, to eat, to everything is traded and come from exploitation somewhere and um, writing a manifesto then you cannot really, you have not really the possibility to live this life in Central Europe. It's so, yeah, you have to make so much decisions which put you far away from, you can live this life, but this has maybe more to do with, with Thoreau and Walden to leave society, go into the woods and... Yeah. But do you think that, that do you think that then maybe um, Maybe it also just does not work to think of the manifesto as as the form that it that it might have had in the past, where it was often written by one person. Whereas this idea of a one-person manifesto is is uh, is taking another shape of a more communal or collaborative movement, which then I guess you could also you could also have to think of manifestos as also having to to continuously be redefined or reconsidered in the shape that they take? It's not a question, it's yeah, more consideration. Yeah, what's the answer now? So, uh, I'm, uh, 
it's also really difficult to talk about it without not thinking about some kind of a digital impact on how we share thoughts or how um, I think, opinions I think are we being have stated. to we have to think more about the system what brings us in to this situation. Mm -hmm. It's not about attitude or behavior in this or that. When I was, I was a uh, vegetarian a long time in my life and mm. uh, it was, yeah, it was in the 90s and uh, I'm, I'm, when I met people on parties, they say, yeah, but do you also drink fair trade coffee? I say, no, that's not the point. For me, I want to start with, with meat. Mm. I'm, 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 I'm not ready to care about coffee trading. At this point, the recorder ran out of batteries. After what happened in Chaumont last year, it was almost too predictable. I must have noticed about two minutes after it happened, but it was not in time to miss a sweet moment in which Marcus began explaining how he ended up in Leipzig around the time of the reunification of Germany. I recall him saying that in the late 80s, he was convinced capitalism was about to fall, but then communism fell and going against the tide of people moving from east to west, he thought he'd see what was going on in Leipzig. Here he is picking up on the subject after I'd got the recorder up and running again. The idea of uh, book design in Leipzig was so old-fashioned and when I got more, yeah, you know, from, from first to second, third semester, I thought, okay, they have such a strong tradition and so they had really time of so, yeah, uh, good times really yeah. in doing books and all this this uh, knowledge of, of, of books, which which was already in this institution. But at, at that point, I thought they had no clue to connect contemporary book art or no. to the future of book art. So and, and then I start really thinking what could be be the next, but in the context of this tradition here, which was really kind of, yeah, huge uh, resource to, to grab and mm. to, to, to take, yeah. And, uh, and then I found in the end from some projects, my colleagues mm. were doing some projects together with Jan and Anna. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and they were not studying here, they are studying in university. And yeah. so this was, being some kind of, yeah, good uh, space, match, combination. So that was that was the beginning of Spectrum. Actually, yeah, which yes. Which is when uh, the first uh, uh, collaboration with Jan uh, was in 1996. We were working on a project, on a student project together with uh, art historian students, with, uh, with graphic design students and art students. Uh, on a, we're working here on a total installation with Ilya Kabogov together. And um, I was responsible for, for the promotion and for posters and for catalogs yeah. and Jan was uh, responsible, he was studying art history for the writing the text and oh, yeah. observing, observing yeah. uh, the whole process. Putting things in context. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Now I leave. Great. It's also kind of, 
yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also kind of charming how we're standing in this setup, which is while speaking, being yeah. like taking apart, and like it's really, it's really the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. We'll turn up the mics and we'll get food and get out and prepare a social Sunday. Fanfara Tete Tete is a Fanfara production hosted by me, Charlie Clamos. And me, Freya Kier. The songs featured were, in order of appearance, Watchla by the Cocteau Twins, Caribbean Flow by Enya, and I Want to Be Adored by the Stone Roses. You can follow Fanfara Tete Tete on all good podcast apps. <laughs>